This is your Classical Break, your daily dose of classical music. I'm Tyler Alderson, and today we're celebrating the birthday of the British composer Samuel Coleridge Taylor, who was born on this day in 1875. We'll be listening to his four novelettes for string orchestra, both today and tomorrow. We'll do two each day. And in case you're a little confused, we're not talking about the poet who wrote The Rime of the Ancient Mariner and Kubla Khan. His name was Samuel Taylor Coleridge. This guy, the composer that we're talking about, was born about 100 years after the poet, and he was named, at least in part, in his honor, Samuel Coleridge Taylor. you got to flip around the last names. Was born in London to a white English mother and a black father from Sierra Leone, who was in England studying medicine. His father returned to Sierra Leone before Coleridge Taylor was born, and he was raised by his mother and grandfather in Croydon, a fast-growing suburb of London. He first made a name for himself with Hiawatha, a choral setting of the Longfellow poem that became a massive hit when he was just 22. On the back of that success, he did a lot of touring, including to the U.S., where he was even received at the White House by President Theodore Roosevelt, not a very common thing for a black person. He also met with many prominent African Americans, which prompted him to delve deeper into his own heritage. His father was descended from a group of freed African slaves who had been slaves in America but been loyal to the British during the Revolution and were eventually resettled back in Africa. Coleridge Taylor became fascinated with African American music, which is reflected in many of his later compositions. For better or worse, Coleridge Taylor's race has been the subject of a lot of interest, both in his lifetime and through to the present day. He's been given a lot of names like the Black Dvorak or the African Mahler, which are usually meant as compliments but come off a little backhanded. I remember a Simpsons episode where Marge says, McGill is the Harvard of Canada, and Lisa replies, anything that's the something of something isn't really the anything of anything. If you're saying a composer is the black equivalent of some other composer, it means you're not really considering his music on its own merits. He did face greater scrutiny and racism on account of his color, especially as a young man. Professors were hesitant to admit a black kid into the university, and even after he got in, he was often referred to by his nickname, Coley. Not very subtle there. But his obvious talent helped him shine through, and at one point, a teacher shut down a student who was racially harassing him by saying, quote, he has more music in his little finger than you have in your whole body. This piece shows just how well the young black composer could write in a fairly conventional European classical idiom. You'd have no way of telling that the composer was black just from the music. And I know that that sounds silly. It's kind of offensive, really. Of course, black people can compose just as well as anyone. But that was a real concern for people back then. Could this guy actually do what white European people could? And the fact that he could not only write competently, but actually was brilliant, made him all the more of a sensation, and ended up changing quite a few minds. The term novelettin was first used by Schumann to describe a collection of small works for the piano. Each one stands alone, but they share a light and lyrical feel. Other composers have followed suit, including Coleridge Taylor, who wrote this collection of four in 1902. The two movements we'll listen today are graceful, dance-like numbers, and honestly wouldn't feel out of place in the middle of a ballet. Coleridge Taylor keeps the textures light, and some judicious percussion adds a bit of excitement to the music. 
Here are the strings of the United States Air Force Band with the first two novelettes for string orchestra by Samuel Coleridge Taylor. Thank you. 
Listening to that, I have visions of sugar plums dancing in my heads. It's so elegant and dance-like. You can see why Coleridge Taylor was so popular with audiences. Thanks to the United States Air Force Band for putting that up on imslp.org. And thank you for listening. If you have the chance, please rate and review this podcast wherever it is that you're getting it. I'm Tyler Alderson, and tomorrow for your classical break, we'll be listening to the second two novelette for string orchestra by Samuel Coleridge Taylor. I'll see you then.